Hi, I'm Riley Ernst, the podcast coordinator for Crave the Sound. On this week's episode of Crave the Podcast, Kiara Damari interviews Joe Avio on his Canadian background, releasing projects made at USC, and his debut EP, Whatever Will We Do. Yeah, baby. Enjoy. So how have you been? How's uh, COVID treating you in quarantine and all that? I've been good. I've been really lucky with the whole quarantine situation. It hasn't affected me too drastically. I basically sit and make music all day, and I did that before and have... <laughs> I think I'm a little more wary of people coming over now, but it, um, there hasn't been that much difference, which is, I'm very lucky, grateful, yeah. That's nice, that's nice. I know it kind of, it kind of, for some people, it's like pushed their creativeness, you know, and inspired them, and some people totally. kind of just put a wrench in it, so. That's <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> totally. Uh, so I kind of want to start off with just like some basic questions kind of about you and like where you come from. Um, so you grew up in Canada. Yeah, I grew up on a little island at the far west coast of Canada called Vancouver Island. I lived in a town called Victoria. Um, and it was, yeah, it was pretty great. Not a ton of stuff going on for sure. Yeah, it's really pretty. Nine months of rain a year. But yeah, it was, like, it was nice. Um, it's funny. Yeah, I didn't actually know that I was American until pretty until a couple of years ago I didn't like realize I guess or I never really talked about it with my dad who was born in the states and lived here for a large portion of his life so yeah everything's pretty still feels like kind of fresh even though I've been here for a couple of years now but yeah I've never been to Canada hopefully one day but <laughs> yeah totally once the travel bans lifted definitely you'll be I actually couldn't get in last time I went they like, didn't let me get on a plane because my passport expired so <laughs> I had to like get um yeah it, yeah, it was a whole thing, but hopefully someday you can visit. It's not a bad place. Growing up, your mother was a professional singer. Um, do you think? Yeah, um, she was, so she was actually, just to clarify, she, my mom hasn't been able to walk or any of that since I was a lot younger. She, she has, uh, or was died, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis a long time ago, but she was a singer like, like back, back in the day when she was in her 20s. And 30 so when she was a lot younger but yeah there was definitely a huge musical influence there for sure right definitely um growing up what was like your favorite genre or what genre kind of inspired you the most do you think oh man it's i mean just like really good pop music but i didn't i didn't start listening to like pop and rock and rap and that sort of stuff until i was probably like four or five years old i was raised like listening to classical so you're able to play like a multitude of instruments um, and so for you personally, so one, which one is yeah. like your favorite? And then two, which one do you think has kind of helped you the most throughout your musical career? So probably guitar for both. It's like, I, I kind of shifted a lot when I was a kid and I would flip between things. I, I went to a school where music was pretty, was like relatively important compared to other schools. I guess something like strains in elementary school and then swapped over to like playing band instruments um, in middle school and then the high school there were it's funny I like there weren't like tons of serious musicians at at St. Michael's so I ended up like playing in every ensemble and like different things and whatever so I I don't know but it's funny guitar I guess something about guitar you're like close closer to it I felt like it was easier to emote on guitar because it's just like your hands and the strings there isn't a buffer I think you probably made that argument with a lot of inst other instruments but like that's sort of like what it felt like in grade six when I'd been playing piano and whatever so um yeah and I I write a lot on guitar and it's kind of always stuck with me and guitar was my my as soon as I started playing guitar I was like okay right I want to get serious about this and that was sort of what 
um, opened the door, I guess. Definitely took quite the leap moving from Canada to go to USC. <laughs> uh, and it paid off for sure. But kind of what was, what's like your biggest takeaway so far from that experience? From what, from, from attending USC or from just being in the States or? Yeah, just kind of taking that major leap for your career. Um, I don't think I would be able to like do what I do as easily in Victoria, probably. <laughs> it's a much smaller, like there's great music there, but you know, it's a really small community, obviously compared to somewhere like LA. So I, I think it was just, it was a well needed shift for me for sure. And I've been able to expand my network here in a way that would never have been possible for me elsewhere. So yeah, that has helped a lot for sure. And so your song Models is kind of about like your expectations in LA and kind of how, you know, they right. exactly met. Do you still feel that way? I mean, yeah, it's Models was, was a funny one. Yeah, like, I guess so. I mean, it was, I kind of wrote it right when I got here and I was like, oh, like very like angry and angsty and whatever. And I mean, it's like, yeah, it's funny. There's like weird pockets everywhere. So I guess the thing with Models, like, yeah, a lot of that stuff like does exist, but it, it definitely isn't like, you know, the norm or like everywhere or whatever. But I, I guess I kind of dropped into it to a weird crowd of people right when I got here and like everything was crazy and expensive and whatever so you know but that definitely isn't like the the same now or I've like moved away from that a little bit so your first song released was an actually a class project right oh yeah yeah so okay so baby we're talking about like two years ago right mm -hmm, yeah. yeah so I did this song baby two years ago and that was the first I think that was probably the first song I did for class here, which was hilarious. Like, I, okay, so I really didn't know what I was doing when I got to the States. And like, especially a school like Thornton, um, like everybody's so talented and like, you know, it's really small and whatever. So I showed up to this songwriting class, which was a requirement for my major. And um, everybody was just like, so good. Like, it, you know, the, the level of talent there was just, unbelievable and a lot of a lot of people were having like a great deal of success now that we're in that class and um it was a really inspiring place to be for sure but also super competitive mm -hmm. and so we we were tasked to do a song and start with the groove that was the thing it was supposed to be a groove based song so like you know start with the drum loop or start with like the um the you know figure out the rhythms first i had rather limited production capabilities at the time so my my answer to to doing a group based song was just to like bump the pit and snare you know a tiny little bit as if it was like the, the super original like oh wow you know <laughs> yeah but but yeah it worked out pretty well I love that song yeah yeah no it's definitely definitely groovy I like it I think it's really catchy <laughs> <laughs> cool thank um, you I'm glad yes and so you do all the production kind of all the engineering behind all your songs as well um, mm, well not anymore it started out everything was just me. But then the further I got into the process, the more I started to involve other people. And like, thank God, because um, yeah. I don't know, it, like, I definitely wouldn't be able to like put the amount of hours I do into stuff or it wouldn't be as enjoyable, I guess. So like I started to collaborate more like I did a song with Grant Batan or, or his Instagram is Tommy Grant. Grant is his artist name. He's like one of the most talented producers I've ever worked with ever. He's amazing. And that was really fun. That was, yeah, so that was Without Your Love. And then another song was the co-write with uh, my really dear friend, Adam Urone. And um, so the song Waste, I co-wrote with him. Okay. But for like almost all of the songs, there's this engineer producer and like one of my dearest, dearest friends named Paul Mitchell, who was with me like 
almost every step of the way. Basically, the, the I'll like sketch something out. Um, and then it kind of differs song to song, but some songs will be almost finished and some songs will completely rebuild it. And um, the way we did it for this record is I would go in and then Cole and I would just kind of like start to pull things out, put things back together and like really, really get, I like go through everything with a fine tooth comb, I guess is the right expression and like make everything perfect. Yeah. Uh, or like as perfect as we could get. It's not like by any means a perfect record, but like just, you know, to the best of our abilities at least. For you personally, what qualifies a track to be good enough for release? Or like, have you ever had to go back? Like, have you ever like fully made a song and then just not exactly liked it and had to go back and workshop it? Or do you kind of just mm -hmm. go with the flow, what you're feeling and you just call it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that in terms of production, I don't, like, I know, like when I'll start something, I know what it is that I'm working to achieve. Yeah. So sometimes i'll like you know if so we'll like sometimes it'll be in the middle of a mix and like it'll just sound like i'll listen to it and just be like oh god like if i've been at it for like you know too many hours in a row or whatever and you can't really hear what's going on but it's easy to forget like what you're trying to like you know work toward that's a terrible way to explain that but i think that um a lot a lot of it's in mixing so like trying to make trying to make sure that things that need to be focused on are being focused on yeah. And that you're trying to like bolster the important parts, like the lyrics and the melodies and, and whatever. Um, so I'll have, yeah, sometimes we'll have to like take different approaches to the mixes, but, but usually the, usually the production stays the same. And so you just released your debut EP, uh, whatever will we do. Uh, it's fantastic, by the way. I love it. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Um, so how, how does that process kind of differ from just singles? So the whole thing was actually finished about a year ago which is really weird it was like um I mean like finished ish it was sort of we had a listening party like no none of my team had heard like what I'd been really doing since baby and then everybody came over and it was really fun um did this like big listening thing and it wasn't like what it is today but it, it like kind of like the idea <laughs> like um like there were a couple songs on it that aren't on it now nothing was like nothing was mixed and the production like came a long way since then but like every, everything was listenable except for it's funny I actually met Adam um Adam who did waste with me like three two or three days ago but like a year ago sorry okay. a year and a couple of days ago <laughs> which is funny because like so waste obviously wasn't done but we had this night where I went through and showed him all the music so it, it's kind of funny like it, it's been it's been finished for a while to answer your question, there's, I guess there's no difference because the singles have just been like pieces of the puzzle. But in terms of like putting things out, it's always supposed to be like, I'm very much like, feel that I'm a project oriented yeah. artist or whatever. And um, yeah, the idea of like singles to like tell an entire story or whatever is weird. I grew up listening to full records through and through. I still listen to like full, you know, I, I um, or I try my best to, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the singles are always supposed to just be like work to, you know, go toward the album, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think that sequencing on the album is super nice. It flows really well. Um, and definitely like well, saying, being able to tell a full story is definitely, I feel like would be a lot easier um, with like an EP. Mm -hmm. um, and so what, so whatever will we do, what, what, how'd you come up with that? <laughs> it wasn't until everything was finished. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it was like probably the last thing to to happen in terms of like the actual creation of the project. Um, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like supposed to be a coming of age thing ever, but because it was like my life 18 through, you know, 23, well, 20, Jesus, 20 through 23, it kind of became a coming of age thing a little bit. And like with the move, I wrote about like the move and coming to the States and, you know, all that stuff. So I, I guess it was kind of this like, you kind of encounter like, I don't know, like the paradox of choice a little bit when you're our age, you know what I mean? There, there's like this overwhelming large amount of ways that you can react to any different situations and about a million different situations that you've no idea how to react to because you're just learning and picking everything up for the first time and I guess the phrase whatever will we do kind of encapsulated this like you know when you're kind of frozen and just don't really know which direction that you should go in which I think is something that people experience a ton at, at our age definitely but, yeah um okay so if you could possibly just take me through kind of your creative process from like having the first original like the first start idea of a song and then kind mm. of playing it out and actually making it a real thing um what's that process totally uh it's different every single time which is sick so i like i really enjoy that like no songs really are created with the exception of so on the off the record there's two songs holy and anymore that were made like the same day i guess i was doing like we don't this is a usc thing again so we were supposed to uh make music for dancers because the the dance school here Kaufman was doing like this collaborative thing but um anyway I thought that was really inspiring I thought like oh that's it my favorite part of making music usually is the instrument I mean actually that's not true it's like I don't really have a favorite part but I do really enjoy doing the instrumentals it's a lot of fun like um and so I made those two on the same night with the idea that they would be like you know, without a lyric and they would be for, for dancers or whatever. And I kind of was thinking about movement. And so that was really, that was really fun for me. And then eventually anymore. So the second of those two, uh, I had another song that I was trying to write on just on guitar. And then it kind of became a, a top line for the other one and kind of just ended up working really well. I think sometimes in music, you have like these ideas and like until they're fully realized they'll kind of like pop up in a bunch of different forms so like, I'll have like little fragments of things that are really the same thing um but it takes me a while to put them together but then yeah like for forever too which is the last song on the project we did <laughs> we, we were trapping drums for like a different song that ended up not becoming the song but uh it was like slower and whatever so then I like edited them all together and and it became kind of this like weird country thing <laughs> a little bit um but yeah it's totally different every every time for sure oh that's awesome yeah definitely keeps you on your toes for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally oh my gosh so I guess this kind of I guess you could say definitely different for each song but is there tend to be a part of the production or like the making of it that usually trips you up or is it just different for each song it's always the lyric it's always the lyric the lyric is like so important I take a really long time to write lyrics so I did take for me like my Unless I'm like working with somebody, it's usually faster. But if I'm on my own, it'll take me like hours, days. Like I need to really de- like. It sounds weird and like diva, but I really need to like get in the zone and like. So it'll just be me listening to the instrumental or whatever for like hours and hours, and I'll write something out and then rewrite it like thirty different times until it's kind of like exactly how I want it to be. Lyrics, lyrics are really difficult. It's like, yeah, there's like a million different ways to say something and, oh. you know, figuring out what's the most appropriate is, is challenging. 
for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not creative enough to do that. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, do you have any, are you currently working on any projects? Are you like allowed to talk about them? Um, uh, I mean, project two, I guess is like kind of happening. I spent the fall doing production for like some other people, which is, which is, yeah, my main focus is just being like getting in a bunch of sessions. Um, as safely as possible, I guess. And like, I've, yeah, I've been doing like tons of, tons of traps, but I'm not really like, I guess I'm kind of like in it now creatively, but it, it took a long time to get to the point where I was ready to write for myself at end. It took a little while, but yeah, just like, you know, producing, like trying to say yes to as many things as I possibly can. In what ways would you say you've seen yourself evolve throughout your career so far? Production or vocals mm -hmm. or anything kind of? I think that I, I'm a singer now-ish, which I didn't used to. I mean, I'm barely, like, barely a singer now, but I, I definitely like have started to pay a lot more attention to my voice seriously. And I'm starting to realize that you can't just edit anything into a good vocal take, which is what I used to think. So, you know, I think now I take it a lot less seriously than I did when I started the, the project. Not the project, it's not that I don't take the project seriously, but like writing, the project is very like, I mean, it's it's hopeful, but a lot of it's pretty like sad and down tempo, I guess, or not like down, I don't know, but it's not like the most like, yay, happy thing. And right. like, I think I realized that, that when I'm happy, I can write about that too. You know, like it used to just be, I used to write like mainly about the lows and, and now, um, I've gotten to a point where I where I feel better equipped to to you know talk about talk about the highs as well, and so that's definitely been a change. So, like you were saying, um, whatever will we do kind of turned into this coming of age story, and so as you evolve, like as a person and a musician, um, do you think your sound has, like, and do you think is it hard to find your voice sometimes when you're going when you're transitioning so much and you're becoming a new person and stuff? It's funny. Um, from a production standpoint, it's like, and, and a music standpoint, it's, it kind of like, I just do, I always feel like I'm chasing certain things, you know, certain sounds, you know, I like, I'm always referencing things like I've, there's, you know, my recently listened or whatever just changes so rapidly because every time I'm working on something, I always like, I'm, you know, listening to a million different things trying to, or I, I used to be more like that, but I, I think that, yeah, I think that now I'm, I'm much more, uh, I think I know what I sound like. A little bit more now and now that the project's finished too because it, it used to be like it, it was it wasn't really supposed to be a project it was just like a, a bunch of different songs and like that's what it turned into but um now i think that has kind of helped me like figure out what i sound like a little bit which is good yeah has there ever been like a moment where you know you're kind of just trying to find yourself and your music is just not there or like it's just it's struggling as well i go through bursts creatively yeah. So I'll do, I'll do like three to six months at a time where like for, for me, it's just like, you know, like hammering stuff out and like I'm feeling really good about, about the stuff I'm, I'm creating or whatever. And I mean, I'm, I'm able to like, or create like all the time, you know, there, there's not really like a, but um, I feel like when I'm, when I'm really, really working well for my own stuff, at least it'll, it'll be like a couple months at a time and then I'll kind of step away from it. Um, and it usually takes like a dead song or like hearing something really fleshed out for me to get excited about it again. So yeah, I definitely don't fit some starts with my own stuff, certainly. Yeah, I feel like that's also a good way to kind of not burn out as well. <laughs> Cause I feel like yeah, totally. 
serious thing. <laughs> and so I know everything's definitely up in the air right now as you know, mm -hmm. the world kind of waits. Um, but do you know what you have in store? Like, we're probably just probably just releasing music. Honestly, it's it's just uh, it's been weird not being able to play live a lot um, or at all, I guess, because that was kind of like our plan. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to dead on the road and we're going to, you know, <laughs> and like obviously like, here we are. It's all Instagram and nothing else. But I'm, ter I'm terrible with social media. I don't. I was never like a huge social media person. And so the whole, you know, having to like rely solely on it has, has been <laughs> pretty tough. I think, I think, yeah, just like more music we're going to start releasing, ho hopefully in February, maybe earlier, maybe later. I don't really know yet, but um, yeah, just working toward another project and yeah, same old, same old. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> totally. Um, well, that's kind of all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you'd like to talk about? No, I mean, just if you have a second, definitely go check out the record. It's on Spotify and everywhere else. I guess music is available. I'm really excited about it. And uh, that's, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for having me, really. It's been super fun. Yeah, thank you so much for talking. Um, and I'm looking Perfect. forward to seeing where you end up and how far you go. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Thank you for listening to Crave the Podcast. Crave the Podcast is produced by myself, Jake Trujillo, Zach Clement, and Kellyanne LaMercier. Make sure to follow Crave the Sound on Instagram and subscribe wherever you like to listen. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly episodes. See you next week!